Hello and welcome back to Cultural Juice, episode two. Hello. Uh, hello, and what a show we've got for you this week. We're going to kick off with Toy Story 4, we're going to move on to Killing Eve, and... Um, it's so, a show that everyone's talking about. Of course, Love Island, <laughs> we're a month in almost, and the going is still It's good. flown by, hasn't it, actually? Yeah, it has, like, I can't believe how much has been going on, it feels sort of, yeah, the blink of an eye. Yeah, is it only four weeks left now as well? Is it yeah, like I, think, I think it's two months, isn't it, I think, gosh. Okay, shall we start with a quick catch-up? Matt, have you done anything uh, particularly stupid this week or lately? I'm afraid to say that I haven't done anything mind-numbingly stupid. I had, I had to make a trip to London recently and I thought I was being clever by saving myself 10 quid by not getting a sort of catch-all ticket. I didn't know when exactly I'd be home, but I assumed I'd be home on a particular type of train. So I got a cheaper ticket by about £10. And obviously I ended up overrunning the amount of time I spent of course, in the yeah. capital, lots to do there. Yeah, so I, I I missed my train, and it turned out that basically all the ones after that train via that route were cancelled, oh, no. and uh, <laughs> I had to readjust my plans. Oh dear! So uh, I had to um, hurriedly work out what to do. I didn't know whether I was going to have to sort of go to Malvern and get picked up or something. You know, just like all these thoughts going through your head. Yeah. But luckily, I did actually manage to get it just for the ten pound increase in the end, which right. was a, a massive relief. Okay. <coughs> So uh, my car, or my girlfriend's car, mm. my car share, has got a bit of an issue with the petrol gauge at the moment. Right. So uh, we'll be filling up the tank, and then after about 20 miles or so, it'll say, oh, you know, the, the tank's empty, we've run mm. out of petrol, we've got no leak, we've checked with the, the garage. Yeah. So we can't really tell, we've got a gauge yes. when, <laughs> yeah, when, when we're running low on petrol. <laughs> and things came to a head uh, last week. There's quite a, a bad roundabout near near my flat mm. it's got three entrances but they're quite tightly sort mm. of knit and it's a dangerous roundabout and i broke down in the middle oh, of well just on on the corner of one of the the exits mm. so that oh, all of God. the cars yeah, stacking up behind well they could they were squeezing past me but it was in single file and it was oh, no. slow and I hate it when, when you're in a road sort of incident like that because it's not it's not the end of the world but it's just embarrassing isn't it and it's the, because you know. uh, yeah i mean some people were sort of giving me furious looks as they drove past yeah and people never want to like acknowledge that it no. might not be your fault really it's always... a couple of dog walkers with the opposite, went the opposite way and sort of knocked the window yeah <laughs> and they were asking me if i was okay yeah okay well that, that, at least um, that was nice of them yeah Luckily, there was a Tesco petrol station nearby, <laughs> right. so we, we, we had to go and get petrol and then come back, but it was, you know, a complete palaver. Okay, but you, yeah, you started to do that, you had to, like, you had to go over with a can or something. Yeah, which is humiliating. Yeah, nightmare story. Of, uh... <laughs> yeah, well, afterwards, we were quite stressed, so we went to the pub for a, for a pint <laughs> to de-stress, Calm down, yeah. and um, I was at the bar, and I bumped into the dog walkers, who had asked <laughs> me uh, how I was doing. Oh, right, yeah, well, at, least five before, yeah. at least it wasn't one of the angry... Motorists. No, no. So yeah, that was that. Okay, so shall we talk about Toy Story 4? <laughs> Let's do it. This is the... The film of the moment. So Andy's got long gone now. He's off to college. The toys now live with a young girl called Bonnie, who is having difficulty adapting to kindergarten. Yes. And one of the things that helps her get through kindergarten is this new character called Forky. Yeah, but she's made herself after a <laughs> turbulent day. And Woody has assisted her behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, and so, to cut a long story short, Forky goes missing. Yes, or he's determined to go missing. Yes. He's, he's, uh, he, he, every opportunity he has, he will try and... He's, um, yeah, he, he, he'd rather be in the, in the bin, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, Bonnie's family go on a road trip. Forky goes missing. And it's up to Woody. To it's try up to Woody to save the day to get him back. Yeah, yeah. But F Forky's a very 
incidental character, I think. He's sort of the... He's the MacGuffin, isn't he? Yes, he is. He's, he, the... he's the Tesseract, or yeah, whatever they say yeah. in the Avengers films. Like, he's there to set up the plot, but the he plot is... He propels the story forward, but then he's not actually needed once it gets going. Yeah, is the real story is about Woody and Bo Peep, yeah, who he yeah. eventually finds after a, a long time away. Yeah, it kind of becomes a love story, doesn't it, in the second half? It does, yeah. It was, it's something that's always kind of been brewing for a long time, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. They, they've always sort of liked each other ever since Toy Story 1. And Bo Peep is a storm-cold fox in this as well, <laughs> I think it's uh, worth saying. Yeah, she's a, an action girl as well, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, she's, she's a bit of a badass in this. <laughs> yeah. Wonder if well, she was always doing that when she was at home with Andy and his and sister. The, the sheep. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, the third film, I think everyone can agree, was a really good uh, Toy Story film. Yeah. And it seemed as if they had wrapped things up quite nicely. It did, didn't it? it? I, I mean, it's difficult to imagine them doing something else yeah. in, in a way, but then always held out hope. Yeah, yeah. And I, th- I think they really did do it justice, actually. I was a huge fan of this film. It, it was a bit of a slow burn. I wasn't that keen on Forky to begin with. But I, no. I do think it actually has sort of... It really has... It was the logical conclusion, I think, of the... The overall arc. Yeah, of the, of the, yeah. Of the potential story that was thrown up by um, Toy Story 3. Yeah. I think they really hit the nail on the head with it. Yeah. I thought Forky would be a lot more lovable than he actually was. <laughs> yeah. He didn't. Re- I didn't really want to, to him that no, much. No, no, he didn't really have that much no. personality. No. I suppose he is just coming to terms with even being alive, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. He has yeah. an excuse, but... I really liked the film. I was cynical going into it because I thought, you know, oh, is this a, a cash-in? Yeah. You know, is this the one one film too many, almost? Mm. But the way they've done it, I think, is most, mostly works. I was quite surprised by how you don't you don't see a lot of the... All of the toys. It's mainly Buzz, Woody, and Forky. Yeah, a lot of the, the classic cast have sort of fallen yeah. by the wayside, haven't yeah. they? Yeah, um, it, it does sort of address what happened to Bo Peep. She was in Toy Story three, I remember, but she wasn't. She, was, she wasn't. A, she didn't have a huge role, did she? Yeah, I Quite, think like regarding them cashing in. Yes, I suppose like obviously that the the bottom line for this movie is going to be absolutely like massive. But I do think like when when you sort of compare it to like any other franchise. Toy Story is making a movie on average of like every six years or something, yeah. which is not very much, no. especially when you compare it to say like The Fast and the Furious yeah. or uh, any Avengers series uh, yeah. or, or anything. Is, is it, uh, yeah, I don't think from... I don't think they have cashed in, but I thought going into the film that was my concern. That yeah, it was yeah, going to be sort had... of a, a phoned in sort of. Yeah, I, I had the same worry, yeah. but I think they have done very well. I think the uh, the ending, uh, which I won't spoil, I think it's too mm. soon to spoil it, but mm. you know, I was quite emotional, almost. Well, I was uh, taken by that. I was quite emotional all the way through, actually, even from quite a bit at the beginning. When the opening credits started, you just get that kind of warm kind of... Yeah. Uh, it's sort the, of nostalgia, but it's just a warm kind of... Yeah, I don't know. like sort of reinvigorates itself yeah, in you, and you get that yeah. sort of flavour of the 90s or whatever it yeah. was. Uh, I always forget, like, whenever I go into a Toy Story movie, like, what sort of heart-rending, emotionally um, challenging films they actually are. Yeah. Because, yes, on the face of it, they're, like, a sort of a jolly kid's romp. Yeah. But at the heart of, like, all of them is sort of a theme of abandonment. Yeah. Because at any point, like, these toys are sort of at risk of being got rid of. Like, it happens in almost every movie. There's a toy that becomes displaced by someone else. It's kind or, of, or thrown away. It's or, kind of about t- time passing as well, isn't yeah. it? Because they're kind of the the kids are moving on, and they're sort of leaving the as if they're parents almost, you know, they're, and they're leaving them behind to go out into the world. Yeah, exactly. I I felt that quite a lot about Woody. Actually, he does feel like a parent. Yeah. Like, quite a lot of it. Like he he gives a speech. Yeah, about about Andy moving on, and and in that moment he does feel like a mother or, or yeah or, or something like that. It's, it's like he has no role anymore. Did you miss the periphery character? You know. 
Mr. Potato Head and well, yeah, Co. Did you miss them a bit? Because they don't really feature very heavily in the film at all, do they? No. Only at the beginning, at the to, end, really. To be honest, I didn't actually that much. No. I think with, with Mr. Potato Head, they had a problem because, of course, the, the actor who did who played him, Don Rickles, has actually died. Ah, oh, right, okay. Um, so they, I think they had to find an archive material for him. They, ah, they, they right, could just sort okay. of slot into the into the movie the stuff oh. that was cut out of the old ones. But actually, I, I didn't really miss them very much. It, it was never really about them, was it? I mean, it, it's, it is a bit surprising, I think, how much of a backseat they took. They're, well, they were literally in the RV for most of the... Uh... Yeah, yes, yeah, literally, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, obviously they did help out. But yeah, that's actually... So not just Andy and Bonnie, but, but the toys actually rely on Woody to actually get them to do anything. Because um, obviously now that he's with Bonnie, there's a new sort of toy in charge of all the others I forget what she's called but she's that doll isn't she oh yeah yeah um, but, but she, she's very clearly like the one who's in charge and he's kind of accepted that but to all the old um, toys from from Andy's uh, hangover generation sort of thing he is still the one who's in charge yeah. and when they get to a point where he's missing and they have to work out what to do they just can't yeah they have absolutely no leadership structure it's sort of up to buzz but he's had no experience of this yeah. Either, and he—he's mostly listening to the directions his suit give him. Yeah, yes, <laughs> so-called inner voice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is quite funny. Yeah, yeah. They, I suppose in all of the films they're quite passive, really, aren't they? It's m- mainly Buzz and Woody that tend to feature yeah, more the same, same yeah. the day. But e- even um, Jessie, who a couple of films ago was like obviously yeah. like the main focus, she's very much a minor character in this yeah. thing. One character who I would have liked to have seen more of was Duke Kaboom. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the Canadian stuntman. He, yeah, he's um, uh, Bo Peep's uh, friends on the road. He's uh, a... <laughs> An evil Knievel kind of character, isn't yeah. he? Canada's very own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I loved some of the, the poses he pulled on his uh, on his bike. On his bike. Yeah, so he with self-doubt as well. Crippling self-doubt, yeah. yeah. Um, he's not as brave as he would probably like to... To think of himself. Like, yeah, yeah, or like other people to think of him. Mm. Yeah, so he helps uh, Woody and the gang uh, with a particularly uh, daring stunt at the end as well. Yeah. I think he, if, if they were to make another one, he could... You could have his own yeah, spin-off. Yeah, yeah. I suppose that wouldn't be too I'd bad. watch the, uh, the Duke Kaboom yeah. movie. Was it obvious that he was voiced by Keanu Reeves? No, I I knew that Keanu Reeves was doing a voice in the film, mm. but I didn't know who, who, it, was. who it was. And about yeah. halfway through, I thought, you know... It must be someone. Yeah, who, <laughs> who is it? They can't be uh, Giggle McDimple. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It was generally quite dark, this one, in places, wasn't it? Yeah. In the, uh, in the really... antique shop. Yeah, we haven't talked a lot about the antique shop. How did you feel about that part of the story? I forget her name, the uh, the dog. Gabby Gabby. Yeah, I thought Gabby Gabby was quite a good villain, actually, because as the towards the end, her motives became clear. Yes. And she became more, she, not yeah, human, she, but, you know... you know. Yes, you know, I, I, so, she softened. I get that. She, she was an interesting villain, wasn't she? And I found her um, her henchmen genuinely quite uh, yeah, creepy. creepy yeah, creepy. Yeah. And so, she has quite a lot of them, I suppose. Yeah. They must, must come as a set or... <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So she was, um, her voice box had stopped working. And she assumed that that was the reason why nobody yeah, wanted to yeah. She'd had an eye on this girl who she wanted to go home with. Yeah. But So then she obviously saw Woody as an opportunity to steal his voice box. Yeah, which itself is quite sinister. It's like an organ trade or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in, in toy form. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it? Logically, every, I think the story held together really well, actually. Mm. I thought she was a good villain. And towards the end, you could kind of see her desperation to be taken home, and that came across really I th- convincingly. I, yes, I, I, I do agree. And I think it really helped that she was 
she wasn't really a villain in the way that Lotso Huggin Bear no, from Toy no. Story 3 definitely was a villain. No. I mean, they, they obviously still have the same sort of like rejection story, but one had obviously taken it... Better all, than the other. Yeah. Lotso was bad news. Yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, but I, I think it became obvious quite quickly that she wasn't Lotso number two. No. Yeah, Woody, Woody was quite naive, really, and just trusting her straight... I mean, she clearly had ulterior motives, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think and uh, yeah, yeah, he's, just, he's just a trusting guy, isn't he? Was there anything about Toy Story four that you weren't so keen on? Where does it where does it rank for you in the in the Toy Story uh, quadrilogy? Second after Toy Story three. Really? Yeah. Wow. I did consider actually going to see it again after I'd uh, yeah I'd seen it. I don't know what I would change about it. That's the thing. Like maybe it didn't work constantly throughout, but I don't see what I would change about it were I the Give one the in yeah, yeah. The, the one in, in Pixar head office <laughs> tasked with remaking it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe some of the side characters weren't. Like as interesting as they were billed, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, they like they didn't really need to be in it, but other than that, I I I did really enjoy it. I, yeah. Um, I mean, this seemed like a definite en- ending this time around, didn't it? it? Yeah, it did, didn't it? Um, but I then th- three was quite yeah conclusive. But do you think they'll do another one in six years, seven years time? Uh, I think it's quite possible. I I think because people have sort of grown up with Woody, they won't actually want to see him like just disappear. Yeah. So I think if they come up with a story, and you know sometimes it does take a period of years to come up with the right story, I, I think I think they will. But I think if they don't, they won't. I think they won't do it just for cash. They wouldn't force it. Yeah. yeah. And they've got so many other sequels that they can do Pixar anyway. It's, yeah. It's not. I mean, they've got to work on the Duke Kaboom film for starters. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, Tom Hanks has ruled himself out of doing another one anyway. So I okay, definitely don't right. think we'll see Woody again. Uh, but yeah, maybe not. Yeah. I mean, you, you never know, do you? He might no. feel differently in ten years or whatever. Yeah. Do you reckon Buzz Lightyear could ever take over? Because Buzz actually felt very um, secondary in this film. He, I don't remember him being this gormless before. <laughs> <laughs> he really, yeah. um, he felt almost like a bit part player, doesn't he? Didn't mm. he? In this, um, it was very much Woody's story, I think. Yeah, and and he, he definitely wasn't centre stage. I mean, personally, I, I could see the same thing that happened to Woody happening to Buzz. Yeah. You know, I don't see. That Bonnie would be a particular no, you know, lover of Buzz. No, he wasn't a favourite, was he? Yeah. No, he'll never replace Forky. Uh. <laughs> no. Well, who knows? Maybe Forky could be dead. I mean, yeah. that, that, that's again the brutal truth of this film. You, you, you do forget over the years how many of these characters they, they don't make it to the next film. To put it delicately, it's it's actually quite uncompromising in that sense because they've got ever, a shelf life, haven't they? Yeah. Do, do you ever remember Wheezy the penguin? Yeah, vaguely. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, he he was only ever in one movie, yeah. and he he never really gets talked about. No, uh, I think they did sort of mention that he was got rid of at, at yeah. some point. But it's it's you, you know you're, you're dispatching these the friends of these yeah. toys without really um, much caring about. It. At, at, at the start, you have um, Woody rescuing RC the car, yeah, from sort of certain doom. And then and we don't yet, really see RC again. Yeah, RC is sort of yeah ne- never really heard from again. So so, <laughs> yeah. so in their own way, they are quite. Um, if you read between the lines, like, it's obvious that RC has been moved on at the very best. Yeah, probably thrown away. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit like Game of Thrones, I suppose, where a character's just they've, they've stopped being well, you, useful yeah, to the plot. It's, it's, almost. It's, it's like yeah, very low key. Yeah, uh, Game of Thrones. It's, yeah, uh, if, if you're not in favour, you could find yourself yeah um, less gruesome. Out. Yeah, le- le- less gruesomely dispatched gruesome. in. Yes. Uh, a chance for redemption, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah. not that we find out about. So, um, can we talk about the ending without giving it away? Do you think? Possibly not. No. Although it was much happier than I. It was. Expected. Yeah. Do you, I, do you think it was the ending that it needed? Yeah, I, I think 
I mean, from the story, there was no other way to go, really. Yeah. It felt like... I, th- I felt I felt as if I was sadder than the, the mm. toys almost. Yeah. And I think if if you haven't seen the other films and you're not attached to the characters, it wouldn't work in quite the same yes yeah, same yeah, way. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it requires um, you to have invested in it. In yeah, quite a lot. yeah. It packs a punch, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, I think it did a good job of helping Woody come to terms with where, where he stood in the in the grand scheme of things. I think because he had sort of fallen by the wayside and he was no longer sort of the new toy, mm. this ending feels like a fresh start for him. Like a new life, yes. almost with yeah. uh, with new possibilities. Uh, with new possibilities, yes. <laughs> so, um, what would you say? What's your verdict? What are we What are we rating them out of? First of all, didn't we uh, used to? Um, yeah, Buzz toys? Lightyear's. Oh, Buzz Lightyear's. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I would give this eight and a half buzzes. Fair enough. I think I would go slightly higher. I will, I will give it nine buzzes. Okay. Okay. So there you have it, folks. It is, yeah. So, a glowing review. Yeah. Okay, so next up we're going to talk about season two of Killing Eve. Yep, finally returned after being out in America for, I think it might even have been four months. A big gap between them getting it and us getting it. Did um, Did you find it hard to wait for it to come out? Well, actually, funnily enough, no. I, I, at the time it came out, I had so much stuff that I was trying to cram yeah. in anyway that it didn't actually impact me. So I was sort of relieved in a sense, but I do, I do resent it a bit that BBC America gets it first, even though it's a BBC America show. There's no reason for the delay. It doesn't. It's as easy as sending a file, surely. Yeah, you know, it, it, exactly. It, it, it could go out simultaneously. Yeah. So it's it's a bit of a puzzle why they did that because they must have lost yeah, views they're... in the UK. There must be some sort of reason behind it, but I can't think what it would be. No, I, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, I, what I didn't quite get is how how quickly it was made, because most most things are given a year. Yeah. But this doesn't even seem to have had six months before it was um, brought out. I think it was yeah. October, was like, because it was around the same time as The Bodyguard that Killing Eve came out. Yeah, so it's quite quick. Yeah, well, it, one minute they were, it seemed as if they were winning BAFTAs for the first season, <laughs> yeah. and then the next, you know, it, the second season was coming out. Do you think it's one of those shows that they're sort of filming, not constantly, but, you know, they're filming, it's quite yeah, a quick turnover? Yeah, I wouldn't be because I think they said that the third series was coming out basically as soon as they released the second series. Right, okay. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if, like, the filming of ser- of two and three is probably very close together, yeah. like, you know, you know pro- maybe even not even noticeable. I imagine it's probably filmed quite quickly because of the way the the episodes feel are quite short, sharp, and sort of punchy. Yeah, there there aren't, there aren't many long scenes really. It's sort of it's very up up and go kind of. Uh... The other thing as well, actually, I mean, there aren't that many scenes really, which are I think very expensive. No, there there are, there are a few sort of obviously like big deaths and things. Yeah, which would I mean, be surprising if there wasn't. But, yeah, but um, I can't actually think of any particular death that was really explosive no mo- most of the the murders um tend to be sort of one-on-one don't they yeah and quite often they're poison as well yeah yeah so so they're actually quite cheap to uh there, there, to, there, to manufacture. there are a few uh throat slit in this season yes which is quite a cheap yeah it's a cheap it's thing not, to do as well same as yeah blowing well, up cheap, like a... literally you know it's not a very nice thing to do <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I can't imagine that would be expensive. Um, yeah, so at the end of season one, uh, which I loved, Eve had stabbed um, Villanelle. Villanelle in a sort of face-off. Yes, in a, in a very confusing uh, face-off, I think, actually. It was like she, she she was confused about what to do. She wasn't sure whether she wanted to sort of give in to her in her most desires yeah. or whether she wanted to sort of bring an end to uh, this monster in front of her. Yeah, I mean, we'd, we'd waited so long uh, for them to be, get face-to-face in that kind of... It does seem as if one of them is going to have to kill the other one. 
It does feel like that, doesn't it? Yeah. It feels like they're sort of locked in this sort of impossible battle. Yeah. They're uh, both attracted to each other and sort of enemies yeah. at the same... You know, they're kind of... Uh, yeah, and, and, but to the point... Well... It's a cat and mouse. I mean, I say, I, I say this, but it feels like none of, none of them really wants to kill the other one despite some of the evidence that we've yeah. seen throughout. I, I think Almost like you know, the Dark Knight where uh, the Joker uh, said, yeah, yeah, he, said he doesn't want to kill Batman because he kind of completes him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, yeah, I suppose you're right. Yeah, it, it does feel like that, yeah. How are you finding this season? You've watched it all now. Yeah, yeah I've, yeah. I've seen it all. Um, I really liked it. I actually enjoyed it a bit more than the first series, which... You're in the minority. Yes, exactly. There's been, obviously, a change of head writer at the top. It's no longer Phoebe Waller-Bridge. It is Emerald Fennel. A lady from... Uh, I think I think it's called The Midwife. Called the Midwife, wrote, yeah. Oh, uh, amongst just... other things. Big shoes to fill. Absolutely, yeah. Do you notice any sort of discernible difference in the in the writing? As I, I actually didn't. It never really gets talked about very much. Well, they are based on um, novels. Book, novels. And although I've, I've heard that the novels are sort of diverging from the books by now already. Right, I think okay. They are slightly uh, different. But, but Luke Jennings, who's the guy who writes them, is sort of involved in the production. So he's, sort of, he's sort of the George R.R. R. Martin yeah. of, uh, of Killing Eve. Writes slightly quicker, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> slightly uh, more productive. Than George R. R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't feel like there is a sort of um, a substantial difference. But I, I feel like Eve has has been a bit more fleshed out this time. Yeah, I think before she was just the default was intimidating. Yeah, and we didn't really see a lot else. I mean, obviously she was playful as well, but she never really had too many situations where she wasn't in control. Yeah. Whereas this time we've really seen yeah. that. Uh, I think maybe that's just a gradual thing of revealing the character, though. Yeah. Rather than a fault of the first season. More, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah no, of, of course. I, I'm, I'm not blaming the first season, but I do feel a bit more satisfied, especially after um, she's been on the run and she, yeah. she ends up in the supermarket with that guy who um, takes pity on her, shall we say. Yeah. And sort of hoodwinks her into coming back to his house. I, I actually wanted to see a bit more of that. I, I thought that was slightly too short, the, the whole yeah. scene. But, but it, it is actually a real sort of... It's like the tables have turned sort of thing. Because she's, she's injured at the time. There's not a lot she can yeah. really do about it. She's quite helpless. She's looking... It's quite rare that she's the more sane character in a room as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I love the whole setup, setup of that and how yeah. quickly it turned for, you know, from an annoyance to suddenly dangerous. And I especially thought the turn from the guy's mother was actually a very like, interesting... Yeah, like he oh he's a good boy really. Yeah, I I, I love that sort of sinister yeah. touch. Quite, quite a few of the um, kills she does in this <clears throat> season that feel quite they come by surprise almost like mm. the the lady by the by the bus. Mm. In the first series, it was just a case of how she was going to kill them, mm. whereas now she's becoming a bit more unpredictable. I think yeah. as well. Well, that that one in particular was to make a point, wasn't it? Yeah, like, to show that Eve that she was still dangerous. Yeah, um, she shouldn't be taken. Likely, Likely yeah, no. Yeah. Where, where do you think it's heading? It's got to head somewhere, isn't it? Even Villanelle can't be trapped in this uh, cat and mouse game forever. Though. No, although I, I think, think part, I think part of me thinks they they want to be trapped in this. Uh, yeah, I think somehow chase. they're going to destroy each other. I yeah. think that's the the way it's headed. Yeah, at the end of this season, it, it looks as if it does come to a head. It does, but I can't believe it does. I think we're in a situation where obviously, obviously Constantine was uh, yeah. a casualty in inverted commas of last. Um, I fully series. expect to see both of them in the new. Yes, season. I, I, I do too. I think. Well, I mean, it's kind of impossible with even a coma for like all of them. Yeah. 
next episode or, or whatever. So, it's difficult to so, talk about without spoiling, I suppose. Yes, you know it, it is. It's 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 dramatic, shall we say? Dramatic, mm. but bloodless as well. Yeah. So uh, there's hope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it does. It feels very much like an abusive relationship. It feels like Villanelle is an abusive husband. That's that's the dynamic I get of that. Right. The okay. Whole relationship. There's, they seem to be trapped in a cycle, don't they? Of yeah. kind of they confront each other and then they kind of. Do you think Eve actually wants to kill Villanelle? No, I don't think she does. No. And it's actually, I, I, I always found throughout the series is that Villanelle very rarely kills anyone that she doesn't have to. Yeah. Which I think, I mean, obviously there's logistical problems yeah. with, um, you know, the police and everything. Yeah. One, so you don't want to draw too much attention to yourself. But it, it's she's not actually that much of a danger to people on a daily basis. No. It's it's only people who's, who are targeted. The only... Um the main exception I can think to that is um, the young uh, man she befriends in the hospital. Oh, yes. Yeah, of course. Who uh, meets a yes. sticky end. One of the few times we've ever actually seen her sympathetic. Yeah. Uh, what, and then what, it's all the more shocking then when how, how, how ruthless she can be. Yeah. What, what did you think of that then? What, was, was she right to do that? Was she, was she I wrong? I mean, well, it, morally it's wrong, isn't it? Well, but yeah. uh, um, I think it, with her character, it's exactly what she would do. Yeah, from her point of view, yeah. it, it is merciful, yeah. I think. He'd, he'd sort of basically said that he wasn't that keen on the idea of living much longer. Yeah. So uh, I, I suppose from her point of view, that is sort of... They weren't going to be pen pals, were they? No. <laughs> yeah. no, no. It's quite a hard show to... Um, because it's so fast-paced and she's constantly on the run or on the move, mm. it's hard to pin down the plot, isn't it, I think, in a way? Yeah, it's hard to sort of sum it up like, like, like that. You can't do... Yeah, not the way you can sum up Toy Story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Do you think this series is more bloodthirsty than the last? There have been some quite uh, nasty deaths in this one. There have. I, I, I don't know if it does. It, it doesn't feel like it to me, but then I, have, I haven't done a body count. One of the most shocking deaths, I think, is the man who's hung upside down in the, the oh, red yes, light district. Course. Yeah. So there's another uh, sort of villanelle-type character who's been introduced now to the mix. Yeah. Who we don't really see a lot of. No, but she's you know she's, she's going to become a lot bigger yeah. in, in the future series. Have you thought about reading the books? I have actually, much more so than, say, Game of Thrones, for example. Yeah, a lot shorter for starters. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. uh, that is a big consideration. (laughs) The one thing with that, though, is that I don't. I don't want this TV series to be spoiled either. I know you said that they're diverging from each other, but I imagine they're still. But I don't really like the thought of juggling too many things in my head at once, unless, like, everyone is talking about them both. One of the things I think we did do with Game of Thrones, or I certainly did. Whereas I did draw sort of things which were supposed to be from the books, which didn't make any difference to the TV show yeah. at all in the end. I thought I was focusing on them because yeah. they must surely become yeah. realised and then they didn't. So I'd be reluctant to do that at the moment. But then I suppose the closer it got to the end, and if, if, especially if there was like a, a mystery at the end that we had to solve, then I suppose that that would be the sort of thing that would get me intrigued and all that. What, what do you think of the... I think it'd be wrong to call him the main villain of the series, but Aaron, the evil genius, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, he's he's an out-and-out villain, isn't he? I don't mm. think anyone's going to sympathise with him. No. I think if you're in a, in a series with Villanelle and you're the villain, rather than <laughs> yeah. Villanelle, you know, you're a nasty piece of work. Yes. I saw him as a sort of evil Steve Jobs mm. kind of yeah, character. Yeah, yeah, I, I see that. Actually. Yeah. yeah, I think he's played very well, actually. Yeah, I think you do get that sort of uh, quiet menace about him. Yeah, he does a lot of watching more than anything else, really, doesn't he? He's yeah. kind of a, a presence rather. It's more of sort of a surveillance sort of. I think he met the right end. I think is that okay to say? Yes, I, I'm not surprised at all how it ended for him. No, unpleasantly, yes. to say the least. But I would have liked to have seen him 
in the future as well. So that's I think that's, that's one of the kills that has been a bit of a disappointment. It did feel a bit abrupt, I suppose. Yeah. I don't want them to get into a James Bond kind of cycle where they feel as if every season has to have a villain. Yes. Yeah. And then the villain is dispatched. And then, yeah, yeah, and then they move on to the next one yeah, for the yeah, next season. Yeah, you're right about that. But I suppose they will have to have some official reason for bringing them together as well. Perhaps they can't avoid that. They're always going to have to have someone them to unite around it's quite a, um, an ambivalent ending to the season has it satisfied season. you for now has it made you hungry to see what happens next yeah I felt the se- season got better as it went along actually yeah, I, momentum. I, I was a bit underwhelmed to begin with you know it opens up a lot of other questions that need to be answered now yeah, as well absolutely. so there's plenty to uh, explore for the new season I feel sort of more satisfied knowing more about the universe that Villanelle sort of comes from I really like um, Mrs. Dursley from Harry Potter. Oh, yes, um, Fiona Shaw. Fiona Shaw, yeah. yeah. Her, I think she's the actual the star of the show. In many yes, ways. I, think I, she... I don't know whether like you'd call her like, the M character or something. And... Yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I think she's very good. She's got a very sort of hard-nosed edge to her, and she's very by-the-book in a way, although yeah. she's bend the rules where it... Where she's kind of like a Cold War kind of yes, actually, espionage like, I, kind of vibe. I think that's right, actually. Yeah. She, is very, she has that sort of air of like a yeah. George Smiley Yeah, Smiley is what yeah. I was thinking, yeah. Um, I think she's very good. I think they would suffer with that. Because we're, n- we're still not really sure where her loyalties lie, mm. I don't think. Yeah. Are you um, anticipating a big reveal down the line? I think, yeah, I think so. I mean, the biggest reveal of this season would be the return of... Um, Constantine. Constant- yeah, Constantine. Yeah. yeah I, I really like him. I think he's got that sort of jocularity about him that makes him like a, a pleasure to see him again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though he's... Involved in some yeah. shady things. Yeah, um, he's fallen in with a bad crowd, isn't he? Yes, <laughs> I would say so. Yeah. Well, one thing I would like to maybe see more of in season three, I think, hmm. is maybe the the after effects of some of Villanelle's actions. Yeah, yeah because it, it does seem to be the case of she does something and it's swept under the rug. Yeah, which in a way probably means that she's very good at what she's doing. Yeah, but, yeah, well, but well, she would be surely some some of the murders are done in broad daylight. Yeah, the the one uh, where she pushed that bus. woman in front of the yeah. bus. Yeah, that that was the one that I found like, the most confusing to see how she could get away. Yeah, with. she you would have thought camera. someone would have seen her. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's so many cameras in London, and and you know the bus probably has a camera. So I think that's quite an odd one, and maybe maybe she just got away with that by sort of freak accident. Yeah, else. I would quite like to see her sort of be more actively pursued by the by the authorities. By the <laughs> yeah. authorities, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I, I have no doubt that in the future there will be some sort of big mistake like that as well. Yeah. Like something where like her reckless abandon is what like gets them into it. Yeah. Yeah. I think if she's too slick, then it's just it yeah. doesn't work either. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I think it's quite a good feature of the show that she is always trying to like put a signature on the killing. Yeah. Uh, I think that's quite um, a nice thing to have. A nice feature, I should say, rather yeah. than a nice thing. <laughs> so, so what, what did you make of the bit where she effectively got Eve to do her dirty work for her? I had an inkling when it was happening. We've seen her in worse situations before, and she's capable of handling herself. I don't. Yeah. I had an idea that you know she wanted Eve to kind of become complicit in this killing. I found it very off-putting that the guy with the axe. I just saw him as being I Pete it, yeah, yeah. from uh, Gavin and Stacey. God. I was just waiting for Dawn to come out and sort of tell him <laughs> off. It does feel as if now that that marked a sort of uh, turning point where Eve is now a villain herself. Yes, although an unwilling yeah. villain. Do you think that's the turning point where Eve can now kill Villanelle? I think ultimately one of them is going to have to kill the other one. Yeah. Harry Potter, Voldemort dynamic going <laughs> yeah. on. I think, I I think there think, must be yeah, some I, significance to it in that sense. I think her reluctance to, to do it suggests that she's not quite ready yet. She's not a, mm. a ruthless killer quite yes. yet. But I think it's something that 
might develop. Yeah, she's going to become hardened over time. Yeah, do you think? And especially if we have obviously she's come apart from her husband quite a lot. Over yeah, of course the series. It it seems like with every appearance the husband makes that the marriage is on shaky yeah. ground. And divorce is obviously on yeah. the cards, isn't it? It's it's not. Yeah. Um, I don't think the relationship has anything to give even by this point. No. I can imagine the husband being killed by Villanelle. Mm. I don't think we'll see the the divorce proceedings, you know, in, in <laughs> no, no, that no, kind of show. Yeah. yeah. Do you think in season two there are as many sort of homoerotic undertones as there were in the in the first season? It was quite ambiguous in the first season whether or not they, there was some sort yeah, of attraction. No, there. I think I think you can say that they they're, they're definitely on their on the road to being some sort of antagonistic couple. Yeah, uh, I think it's more obvious that they feel for each other. Yeah, and obviously, I mean, it's 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 clear that Villanelle is either a lesbian or bisexual. I mean, that's, yeah. that's very obvious. And I think Eve is sort of coming to terms with the fact that she probably is too. Yeah, you feel as if there's definitely mutual attraction there. Mm. But maybe not something that would be extended to anyone else in Eve's case. Yeah. I think I think part of it is just the intrigue. It's definitely a connection between those two characters rather than... Yeah. I don't think she's going to leave her husband for someone else, like another woman. Yes, not yeah. for another woman. No. <laughs> <laughs> Put it that way. Yeah. Well, she does actually sleep with one of her team, doesn't she? Yeah. Oh, yeah, she does. Of course she does. But I don't think that will go anywhere. No. I think that's no. just to show where she's at. She's confused at the moment, isn't she? I think that's fair to say. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think she's almost more obsessed now with the case of Villanelle than Villanelle is about her. Yeah. You know, yeah, she's it's, kind of, sort of, it's taken over it's her life it. to some, some extent. Yeah. It? So to wrap up then, what should we do our rating for? Axes. Axes, okay. Very appropriate. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What would you say? I will give this season, I think I'll give it seven and a half axes. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm only going a little bit above you. I'm, I'm going to say eight. Okay. You know, I'll, I'll be looking forward to the new season. Me too. Which hopefully yeah. won't probably won't be long, given the turnaround. Yeah, it probably won't be, will yeah. it? There, there we go. It's probably on in America now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We now bring you to the part of the show where we discuss the event on everybody's lips. Uh, it is, of course, ITV2's Love Island, yeah. which, of course, we talked about last week, but it's such a big hit that we are going through it again and everything that's I think, happened since. I think you, you can't not talk about it while it's on. I yeah, think, you know, absolutely. It's, it's, it's such a big talking huge. point. Yeah. I can't remember if I said this last time or not, but so, so the viewing figures are out and it's basically like five and a half million people are watching it and if you look at like the age group of 16 to 30s in the uk it's about 10 million yeah so basically like half of yeah. our age group is watching love island so I yeah. Think, yeah i think we can't ignore that it's in... unavoidable really at yeah, the moment, isn't it? I think so. and there's plenty to talk about as well I mean, it's not yeah, like we're, it's... we're short of stuff i feel like this series got off to a slow start actually mm. uh, the first week or two i was kind of waiting for things to kick off mm, yeah and now it feels as if it it really probably has now, has now. so as always uh casa amor has uh yes we've stirred re- the pot we've reached this milestone last year casa amor i thought felt a bit flat because the, the i think there was only one breakup that happened and that was Josh and yeah Georgia. i think everyone uh, was quite settled last year and the relationships were a lot more secure than they are this year. Yeah. I mean, this year they, they felt more secure mm. going into Castro Moore. Yes, but things have been turned on their heads. Yeah. It's done its job this year, hasn't it? It really has, yeah. It looks as if Michael has had his head turned. It certainly does. Uh, away like from Joanna. Amber. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and onto Joanna. Mm. And the biggest shock, of course, is that Curtis has serious doubts yeah. for the looks of today's teaser. It really does, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we're recording on a Tuesday. We're ahead of the last day of Castro and Moore, and Curtis has to make a big decision. Michael does as well. So and you... we've never really seen um, Curtis tested before. Because no. if you remember when he was picked by Molly May, he instantly saw that off. He went over to Amy and said, right... 
I've been picked, but there's nothing to worry about. And he made sure that that was correct. Yeah. But now he has no sort of, like, break on it. Whereas Tommy was, like, swayed, and he's been through that sort of emotional thing with, yeah. with Maura and everything, and, yeah. and he made a commitment to stick with Molly May. Yeah. I think he's stronger for that. But because Curtis has never had to deal with it before, I think he's got a bit much tougher time on his hands now it yeah. comes to a situation where he's away from Amy. And he has come across as one of the more sort of... Le- level-headed Yeah, types, yeah. Well, he's, 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 he's been the one that everyone's been going to for advice, yeah. whether they want it or not sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but he has delivered, I think. I feel a bit of sympathy for him, and I know not everyone would agree with me here, but he's been like the good angel of the villa yeah. for quite a long time. He's dealt with everybody's problems. And now he's in a situation where he has the problem, and there's absolutely no one who's giving him any advice. Yeah. Or, or, or at least there's no one there to put the case for Amy to him other than himself. Tommy has basically said, you know, you've got my green light, bro, effectively. <laughs> and then Michael is saying the same thing, really, because he is in the yeah. same boat. And Jordan, Anson and Danny aren't going to come to his rescue. And none of the girls are either. So he's basically on his own. From a public, in public opinion... Michael's turnaround is going to be a lot more unpopular than Curtis's. Yeah, I think so. I, I think, think people th- like Amber a lot more than they like Amy. I think the other thing as well is that it, it's felt like the steam has been coming out of the uh, relationship between Amy and Curtis for a little while now. I yeah. Think. It's not like majorly saucy between them or anything. No. And I think yeah. there was a sort of clip like the week before which sort of showed Amy all thinking about their future together yeah. and, and Curtis was sort of a bit ambivalent about it. Do you, do you think he will end up back with Amy? Uh, until tonight, I would have said he would not. He wouldn't go through. Yeah. With, you know, with going home with someone else. But it's like all the signs are there for him to actually do it. It's like yeah. he's been given no prompting not to at all, yeah. and like every reason to do it. Yeah. Um, well, it is his decision, I guess. At the end of the day, it is. Yeah. But I think it will come as a real shock if he does. Oh yeah, it'll definitely be a shock. Yeah. Not just to Amy, but to everyone. Yeah. But Amy will obviously feel it the hardest. I, I don't think she would bounce back from that no I'm starting to think who she would like, I it mean, depends it, which of the new boys come back as well I guess I, 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 suppose, I don't but, see there's but, any, she, anyone else she in the villa she definitely won't bring anyone uh, I, I don't know which one of the other ones she would go off with it feels like she's in a tricky spot at the moment isn't she yeah if, if Curtis sort of ends it with them then I don't see any route back for her but I could be wrong they could throw someone in because she's been badly treated but I, I don't know it's nice to see Anton uh, finally uh, oh, yes. making the connection finally that he someone... craved <laughs> yeah at the start he kept his options so open because he was he was coupled with Amy originally wasn't he yeah. and then but he said well I'm still going to try and get to know Lucy yeah and through that he opened himself up like to a really vulnerable situation where Curtis <laughs> yeah immediately went for Amy and left him without he's uh, had a bit of bad luck along the way I suppose but yeah, I mean th- things seem to be going quite well with Bell yeah, Bell, Bell yeah yeah um, yeah, they do. And, and, and there's no one sort of jeopardising that at all. I don't think Bell is talking to anyone else. No. So, uh, I mean, I, I am happy to see that he's in a couple. I, whether they will last, I don't know. I, I don't think he's got any more chemistry with her than anyone else so far in particular. But to be seen, I suppose. The, the thing is, I, I thought he had chemistry with Arabella. But, you know, that, that certainly wasn't to be. No. I mean, I, I don't want to sound like too uncharitable when I say this, but I do think Ar- Arabella was going largely on looks rather than personality. See, People picking looks over personality in Love Island. But, isn't it? But, uh, scandal. Yeah. Danny's kind of um, pissed on his chips a bit, isn't he? Because he was... Uh, <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> in a way, I, I, I admire him for going with the person that he probably felt that he had more of a connection with. Mm. It would have been a safer bet going with Yuande if he did want to last the, the duration. 
Yes, I, I agree. But I think I don't think Danny was ever going to be the most popular person in there. I, I don't no. think like when it came to a public vote, I think he was always going to struggle, and he was yeah. always sort of saved by sort of Tom and other people yeah. being like more unpopular than he was. Uh, Tom might as well have booked his own ticket. <laughs> he really made a mess of that, didn't he? We've said before that we never saw a future between him and Maura. But uh, yeah, yeah. if he hadn't brought it to a close already, he did it decisively. It's, yeah, it's, uh, it was almost sort of... Um, self-destructive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is, actually, I feel quite bad for him in one sense. Not the... Um, See if she's all mouth or all to my Yeah, that. Not, not that. But I think the bit where he was talking to Jordan, I think that was a bit unfairly paraded before everyone. Jordan kind of really instigated the, the drama there, I think. There was a more tactful way of handling that. Yeah, I, th- I think he was sort of trying to show like what an honest person he yeah. was, but it had the effect of dobbing in a mate as well, which I wasn't particularly keen on that. Y- you know, obviously people are going to have like issues with their partner, and they're not... You know, sometimes it's best not to talk to the partner about it. Sometimes it's just like... Yeah little things. Uh, so I felt he was like a bit unfairly treated in that way, but then I'm not surprised he's gone either. Especially, you can't really lie <laughs> on Love Island because you're on camera, you know. Yeah, yeah, you've, you've always got to think about what the public are... You can't really deny something that you... <laughs> yeah, yeah, proof of that you've done. Who do you think at this stage is... I mean, Tommy surprised me, I think. Um, yeah, I, and, and he is the only person whose head is not turned in or the only guy I should say yeah. whose head is not turned in uh, the Catherine and Moore situation yeah were you touched by him sleeping with a elephant <laughs> yeah yeah, a little bit, yeah I think Molly and May and him are actually quite solid yeah um, which I don't think any of us would have said that right at the beginning no it's been quite a turnaround I mean I think he made his decision when he picked her over Moore and that's yeah, it and, and no, he's, he's been consistent yeah. with it which uh, yeah I, I think it's it good through. And, and I, I think, think it's turned out to be the right decision, actually. Yeah, I, I think they have a very strong chance of winning, actually. Yeah. I was going through like all their Instagram stats. Yeah. Um, and well, well, I mean, a lot of them are fake followers, but right. I, 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 I took out the fake followers um, based on like some guides. Him and Molly May are. They're, they're, I think they're the second and third most popular characters if you're basing it on Instagram. Who's so first? I, Lucy. Ah, but right. I, don't, I don't think Lucy has a chance of winning. But yeah, I, I think Tommy and Molly May, if, if they hold together, I think they'll win. Before Casa Moore, I probably would have put uh, Michael and Amber as favourites. They yeah, seem they, 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 solid. Didn't yeah, they? it's like they've had a slow burn. But I, yeah. I, to, to be honest, I don't think they would have lasted. I think they would have had a huge bust up at some point that they, they couldn't reconcile. The age difference is part of it, but they're also kind of combustible as well. I, I do sort of sympathise with Michael when he says like he can't express himself properly. Yeah. And I think if you're in that sort of situation, then, then you do have to consider looking elsewhere because you can't maintain that over a period of years I yeah think. amber is quite fiery as well isn't she and yes so i don't think they're 100 percent compatible no I, I absolutely agree definitely when he gets back with joanna which i'm very much expecting i this, think it's gonna be it's gonna explode isn't yeah, it? yeah. fireworks yeah all over the place but i think in the long run that's actually preferable but it's great for the show. I mean, it's going to make TV. I, I see. I, I have no problem with them making switches in Casa and more. They're making good trade. Yeah. If you see, if you see what I mean. Obviously, it's sad for those people. But again, like with, with Danny and Yuande, I still think he was making the right choice by yeah. picking Arabella. Yeah. They have a lot more in common, and I, I, I do sympathise. So as long as they're doing it for the right reasons, yeah. you don't mind that they do it. Yeah. Yeah. Is Jordan getting his just desserts now? 
with Anna um, coupling up with Ovi, which uh, is inevitable. I think I think, I think it's definitely inevitable that she will uh, yeah. go with Ovi. I mean, they were not a secure couple. No, really, they they were one of the ones who felt most forced. I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think. I mean, I think they could have had something together, but I think as long as they were options, I think Anna was never really so fully sold. Yeah. yeah. So I I think Anna and Ovi is probably the certain match coming back from uh, from Casa and Moore. And then Jordan, I don't know if he actually will pick someone or not at this stage. The first week or two I was missing last year's cast. But now that that's gone, this series has got more... Because last year it was quite flat in the middle mm. for a while. Nobody was swapping on, swapping and changing. Whereas this year there's a lot more of that. And nobody feels fully secure, I don't think. You know, there's a lot of potential for the next four weeks. Yeah, I hope so. And I hope they have some really good... Challenges. And stuff. Yeah, yes, yeah. challenges, definitely. But also, like, some explosive personalities still to come to the fore. You know, people are going to shake things up a bit. Uh, actually, that's an interesting thing you say about the challenges. A big feature of Love Island for a long time has been the lie detector. Oh, yeah. Are they, go- are they going to get away with doing that this year? Because, obviously, they've yeah. had the whole Jeremy Kyle thing at ITV. Last year, it uh, caused some controversy, didn't it? Yeah. Um, it I mean, I don't, I don't think it was particularly accurate last year. Well, this I, is the I thing. There, there, are, there, are, there are a lot of question marks about how how accurate these lines yeah, detectors and, are. Yeah, and it's probably not that great. It's probably like 60% or something, yeah. which is not really enough. Um, Especially when you're dealing with the serious stuff that Jeremy Kyle was dealing with. Yeah. I think ITV would do well to get rid of it. Oh, yeah, I think so. They'll they have to bring on some, some sort of similar-themed challenge. Yeah, the kissing one was quite good, with, I thought, when they had to guess who they were kissing. Oh, the, yes, the, that, that was the, the, boys one of the best, were, actually. Yeah. They did that thing last year, didn't they? Sort of snog... Mario Void. One of the options was to pie, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was quite a good one. I'd like them to do that again. Yeah, I hope, I hope they will. Who do you think will be next to go, then, if to leave the island? Um, the villa. I think the way they did it after this... I mean, obviously, the, the, the new people who don't get picked will be cast off, so I'm not going to count them. But if I remember rightly, they had, like, a big dumping, didn't they? Because that was when Adam left. Yeah. And, and it was, like, the least popular ones... Were left and then and then some of the original ones had to choose the ones that they could save. So I mean, I, I expect Jordan is probably at risk of the main cast right now. Yeah. Who else? I'm not really sure. I think Moore is actually at risk. But she's um, doing getting along quite well with one of the new boys, isn't she? Uh, yes. Um, well, she's got name. she's got Denon on the one yeah. hand, who's the footballer, I think, isn't he? And then Marvin. I think she'll take him, Marvin. Yeah. What about Lucy? I mean, uh, before Castro Moore, I would have thought she was. Probably one of the favourites to leave soon. Yeah, I, I, I was but predicting now... that Anton would pick you on there actually, which didn't turn out to be correct. I don't know. I I think because she she said she's staying for that sort of hypothetical surfer guy who she has everything in common yeah, with. Yeah. And yet she's sort of entertaining these two guys who said, "Oh, I went surfing when I was in school." It's you, not you're not a surfer dude if you've had a lesson when you were ten. You know? Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, pushing it. Um, I think it just because it sort of. So, so I think Joe was right to be worried. Yeah, put it that way. Um, He's probably under surveillance now, isn't he? (laughs) Housewatch. (laughs) I think maybe she's just one of those people who's very in the moment, perhaps. Yeah. So, um, so that could explain it. But I mean, I'm I'm not a big fan of Stevie, for example. If she does take Stevie back, and then I mean, I'm not really interested in anything. He's not going to be a a villa legend, you know? No, exactly. His name won't be on people's lips this time next year. Because it doesn't seem like it's going to stop anytime soon. Love Island, you know. I'm actually got. Rolling on for a few summers now. Yeah, I think it's got a little bit left in it, isn't it? How long before they're going to have to freshen up the format? Do you think it's going to become repetitive? Are um, we going to notice sort of the same? I think they'll because probably do it next year, actually. Some things that have happened this year sort of seem to have mirrored last year. 
Yeah, quite quite closely. Yeah, I think they will have a big. Is that inevitable? Um, do you think if they're doing the same things, then it's going to get the same results almost? I think they have to, don't they? Because I can predict quite a lot of the things that are going to happen format-wise already. Yeah. Just by looking at it last year, I suppose they will have to have like a big readjustment, Revamp, yeah. and and probably next year, I think. But not at the moment. I think this year will follow a fairly familiar path. Yeah. So how many? Um... How many palm trees would you give uh, this uh, season so far? Yeah, good question. Um, how many it is, but it is. It's, <laughs> I, yeah, I'd probably give it eight, actually. Yeah. I, I mean, I've, I have really enjoyed it. Um, what would you have given last the last series? Nine, I think. I mean, I, I was quite obsessed with last year, to be honest. Yeah, I think I'd go with eight palm trees so far. As Fair well. enough. Yep. Yeah, agreed. I feel like I've been very generous this episode. I'm not always so... Uh, yeah, I was expecting you to be more critical... Uh, Maybe next time we speak about it, it will feel completely different. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I feel like a lot will happen in the next week. That yeah, could shape yeah, the I, rest I, of the I'm, season. I'm really looking forward to tonight. Yeah, so I think that's. I think that's it for this yeah, week. Yeah. I, um, thank you very much for listening. I hope you've yeah. been enjoyed it as much as we have, and hopefully we'll see you again. We'll be back again soon. Yeah, very soon. Okay, bye. Bye bye.